As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shaker Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay will and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. Will you say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort? <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? It's midget season. <laughs> it's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be, uh, to dream about it, oh. to think about it, to come up empty with everything. Yep. It's, it's that kind of season. Yeah, it is definitely something we're going to talk about. Is it definitely something that's going to happen? Probably not, but we're going to get ourselves all up and excited about it again. Uh, it's just that time of year where Vasily Micic, if you haven't heard, so there was a report today. So if you aren't on Twitter, we have people that aren't on Twitter that listen to the pod. Uh, a, a reporter, oh yeah, a reporter, Aris Barkas. Am I saying that right? Barkas? Barkas? I don't know. Anyways, he says, Vasily Mitchish has traveled to Oklahoma City per hashtag Eurohoops sources with the Thunder having his rights. Talks about a possible deal can start this week after the hashtag NBA draft. So, I don't know if he's in Oklahoma City. I don't know if this is actually going down right now. I can speculate reasons why this could not be true and also reported is maybe he wants a new long-term deal with Ephes, and this is if they see that he is quote-unquote in Oklahoma City perhaps that encourages them to pull the trigger on something that he wants over there Uh, or perhaps he is like a good leverage play yeah but perhaps he is here Maybe he is in Oklahoma City. And Maybe he's here. Well, there. Yeah. And he's also 
putting in a huge leverage play on both sides. Like, yeah, when you can True. play both sides, uh, I know what's the term on blackjack when you have to, you just double. I don't remember. Well, anyway, uh, I'm not a gambler. Me but neither. Neither, neither are you. Uh, I know that. Um, someone can can tell us in the chat. Uh, but anyway, um, if he can, like, say to OKC, hey, there is a, if you pay me enough, I might come next season because yeah. you are decently competitive and I think I can fit. Like, quote unquote, he actually fits extremely well. Extremely with OKC. well. Um, and and on, on top, like he can play Ennis. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just okay. Tanner's coming FS. back too. <laughs> you heard it here FS. first, everybody. Yeah. Um, saying okay, I'm I'm here because I want an offer, and you have to be that. So it's the perfect situation. I mean, last year was yeah. Let's like pretend to talk with Okasi. This time around, maybe he he has to to go a little bit farther for. Ephes to believe him. Yeah. No, and I mean, uh, uh, Ball Punyon says that he hired a new agent in March. He did. He's part of the Wasserman group now. Same with Shea, same with Dort. Um, the reason why we don't have the down to Dort shirts, Wasserman. Thanks a lot, Wasserman. Um, so he's joined that group. And whether that it doesn't necessarily mean anything, you know, the Thunder have good relationships with almost like every agency, you know. Yeah. And so it's not like, well, now that he's with this agency, they can actually. I mean, I don't know. The here's what it comes down to: Is Mitchich comfortable with coming off the bench for a good whoa, team in whoa, the West? Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, 100% sure. He's 6'6 six, six slash 6'7, six, six, and he's actually good on both ends. Yeah, Just that's nine. why you need him as your backup point guard. Like, is he okay. willing to be your backup point guard? So here's some things that were said that he would need in order to come over. A salary around 6 to $7 million per year. Easily done. Check. Doable. Very easy. A starting spot or at least starter type minutes. And a that role can be arranged. Come on. And a role with a contending team. I guess my well, question to you, Michele, is this. Is he worth it? Is he worth it? Uh what, six, seven millions? And giving him a starting type role on the team. Twenty eight minutes? We're talking about that? Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, what's the... Uh, it, it really depends on what kind of guy you draft and what kind of priorities you want to set for the guys that you're actually drafting. Yeah. Um, it's... Clearly, if you, if you have a guy like that, then suddenly your guard rotation slash wing rotation is much more tighter because that guy is good. Oh, you're um, you're set. I mean, it's Shea, Dort, Giddy. I mean, J Dub's going to play some guard. Yeah, very little, but yeah. Kobe Buffkin and me. No, that's the point. That's the point. Um, I was kidding about the Buffkin thing. 
No, but but if you go if you draft like um, a guard, then the minutes for that guard will be very little, um, which is one of the issues in in drafting Mitchich in getting Mitchich uh, on board this year. Um, but if you want to to play in a super competitive environment and having these new guys like earning the minutes, uh, you can find place for a guy like Mitchich. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you will absolutely rework a little bit on the total minutes. But is it bad to play Shea, Shea thirty two minutes and Dort twenty nine minutes? Like is is this terrible? Well, no. Shea maybe is a little bit low. Uh, you can say 34, 35. Yeah. Same for Giddy. Same for Dub. Uh, maybe a little bit less. Um, it's you have those minutes. You, you can play like a, a Mitchich in probably three spots. It's extremely versatile. Um, now, it, it's a bit early for that. Yeah, probably so. You, you can wait a year in order to have like a better idea on what kind of players you have really mm-hmm. on your roster um and i was like against getting a guy on the draft that is in the draft that is basically taking away development minutes uh for uh, from jdub and Mitch will absolutely do that yeah um but he will give the team a different kind of rotation like he if he comes over like the rotation on guard swing is really really good you don't have like weak spots you can play like a lot of very very interesting backcourt rotations mm-hmm. yeah when healthy it would be like no minutes for trey man no minutes for lindy waters no minutes in some games maybe very few minutes for isaiah joe and like yeah. aaron wiggins minutes gone because if you're going to play him 28 minutes a game that's going to take up a huge, huge spot. And you are also not going to have the small ball minutes to play around with that you did before now that you have Chet. And so... Why is why is that, though? Well, yes, of course. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Just because Chet's going to play a lot of minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so now it's it squeezes everything. Not in a bad way, but in a way that exploring the roster, quote-unquote, I guess my question is, would Micich come over here and be okay with them exploring the roster while he's on it? And say, like, hey, against Indiana, Vasily, you're going to sit down. You don't play. You're going to sit down. No, I I don't think that that is probably a good option um, for a guy like Micich. He really wants to, to play and play meaningful minutes for a team that is after something yeah now i'm not sure that he will be like not happy with us with a team that wins 45 games 44 games yeah like i think it's and i think that okc has that chance if they have chet healthy and if they bring in midgich they will be i think um steadily in the playoff conversation is that enough Probably so. The point is, is Dignold and Presti okay with stopping the, let's search, let's play Usman Jang at the point guard for 20 minutes tonight. Like these sort of things. And naturally, there, there will be a time when this happens, when you have too many guys and you just have to 
just stop experimenting and, and trying to to give little moments for development. Those will be available. I mean, there will be games where Shea doesn't play. I think that having Micic will actually mean that OKC will be better rested by the end of the season because you have so many uh, guys that can actually handle that you don't really need to squeeze Shea or to squeeze Giddy for the entire season and play them like 35 every single night. Yeah. So I think that that's a possibility because Mitchich plays the style of basketball that the Thunder want to play. That he plays the brand of this rhythmic basketball and could fit right in and I think would help quite a bit. And it's like a veteran presence that would probably help. Now there's also the possibility that they're bringing him in, checking on his desire to fill that role if he says that's not really something that I would want. However, I want to be in the NBA next year. Where else can we go? <laughs> you know, I think that, yeah. that becomes the discussion. And like my thought immediately goes to Dallas. Immediately sure. goes to Dallas. Where they're in search of somebody to help now. Check. There are willing to trade pick 10. Now, I don't think you get pick 10 for Mitchich. I think it would probably be, I think this is where it could be interesting, is that you could probably trade a future first in Mitchich for pick 10. I think that that... Does that help you? If you get 10 and 12? Mm. For the Do Thunder? Like that? For the Thunder? Yeah. Yeah, I think you can get two players that are... I think you could probably do something similar that you did last year where you can probably draft... If the Thunder really are interested in Koulibaly, Koulibaly, um, Mm -hmm. you could draft him with one of those spots and then draft somebody else that's more ready to play, like Bufkin or Kaysen or... Maybe they do like Derek Lively or, you know, whoever. Then don't you have the same, exact same issue? Like of minutes shrunk anyway. Oh, the, 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 the minutes issue is going to be a thing no matter what, I think. And then I, I would actually be, okay. like, if Bufkin is not there, um, I would be comfortable in saying, okay, at 12, or we just draft whatever project we have. Yeah. Because next year, Micic will come and um, play, and this guy will spend a lot of time either. Like, they can stash Koulibaly. I mean, it, this is something that Tokisi doesn't do. Um, and I would be very surprised if they actually go this route. Yeah, I don't think but it's not either. impossible to think, hey, um, what about playing in the EuroLeague next season? Uh, this is not, like, a terrible way to develop a guy. Now, y- you want to have like the prospect here as soon as possible. They want him here. Um, they want him here. I mean, yeah. they... I mean, for crying out loud, Vic Krejci was here trying to get healthy under their yeah, watchful yeah. eye, you know? Yeah, so I yeah, just I have know. a hard time believing that they would say, hey, Bilal, go do your thing for a year. We'll send a scout over every month or so to see how you're doing. I don't know. I mean, when was the last time that they had, they've let somebody stay stashed over there? Yeah, never. Um, I mean, the EuroLeague to me is a great league, but even even when you ha- when you play like meaningful minutes there, it's not necessarily true that you come back as a better player. Yeah, necessarily. Um, if they trust the development structure, and Metropolitan seems to 
to make it good work with prospects. I mean, he improved quite a lot got, from the beginning got a lot of the year better. to the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you never know. Um, and, and I was saying, like, if it's not buffing or a guy that you are really, really high, does that really help you? Is it just like, yeah, maybe, maybe Mitchich is not exactly what we need, so we need to to gamble a first-round pick in the it would future? Have to, it would have to be that, like, Mitchich, I, I would, just to be clear... I mean, there's so there's risk as far as like contract control with Mitchich and like how long is a deal really going to be for him, and is he even going to want to stay for the next five years in the NBA? I think it's yeah. like a real What's question the for you. It's a real question. Like I mean, three years enough for you? Yeah, three, three years with like a team option on the third year, and then like if he wants to be gone, the the team would probably do him a solid. Yeah, you know that's what I would do. It's like three, a two plus one, with a team option on year three. No, oh, okay. So, but I would also want, I would want him to stick around longer because, like, let's say you do get ten and twelve, and you can draft Buffkin and Bilal. Like you, you have Buffkin for four four years plus an extension if he's good. You have Bilal for four years plus an extension if he's any good. Yeah. And I just think having, if Mitchich plays and he's good and he plays for two years and he was like, yeah, that was cool. I'll see you guys later. I don't want to be a bench player on a team anymore. I want to go back and start and live on the beach and whatever. And then you're taking away a big piece from the team. Now maybe somebody else is ready to move into that spot and it's no big deal. Yeah. But also, you find yourself in just a, um, just in a place where I, th- I think that you could stunt your overall growth by bringing in a twenty-nine-year-old, you know, who also just like frankly doesn't quite fit the vibes of the team altogether. And you're going to have to bring in somebody like that eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I don't, I don't know him at all or his personality. At all maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. But just the thought of like bringing in a thirty-year-old. Um, thirty-year-olds are just different than twenty-two-year-old guys, and so I just wonder. Sure. Um, different priority, but but there are like twenty-nine years old. Maybe maybe he will be BFF with um, Kenrich. Yeah, could be, could be, um, uh, and it may may work great. But I just wonder about like the the possibility of it being like a short-term thing with him. Oh, the, the like it can be that way. For sure, um, and then like, what do the Thunder do? Like, are they really competing next it, year? Like, I, to I, me, I it's such a low risk. Like, can Mitchich destroy or delay? Like, if it's delay in the worst case scenario, who cares? Yeah. Um, like, it, it doesn't cost you anything, really. And th- this is to me, it, it's the point. Like, um, it doesn't cost you. A dime. Well, it costs you like eight millions, but those are money that you you, you probably spend anyway. Um, yeah, you may have him one year. He doesn't want to stick around. You have a three-year deal. You can get value in year two. Just okay. This is not our path. We tried. Like things are not working. Okay. Even even in January, you can say, "Well, we tried." Now you have the Phoenix Suns that. Gave us, I don't know, um, that, that gave Jock Lindell eight millions. We can get him and you can go there and, and just play. You, you can, like, it, it's, 
it can be a play for like another asset down the line if it doesn't work for you. Mitic is good, period. If he wants to come over and just start with you because you have you can give him the best deal uh, in terms of money, it can be uh, a deal where, hey, I play one year. If we are good, great. If not, then you ship me somewhere else. And and this is something that makes total sense with OKC financial situation. Instead of getting, um, I know, Bertans or getting a contract that you you're not necessarily happy with, just draft Mitic, play him one year, let him compete with other guys. If other guys are just so much better than him, who cares? Yeah, like it's it's no money whatsoever. He can mm. just move on and or go to playing with Luca or stuff like that later. Uh, even if you don't get, yeah, he's better than than Gabby. Christian Deck. A in the uh, chat says, "Is he better than Gabby Deck?" Yes, he's like a real basketball player. Yeah. Gabby Deck was like, obviously like a good European player, but like w- he just did not have any like great NBA skills. He was aggressive, he was strong. Yeah. It was yeah, one that's his Euroleague MVP. Like we're talking yeah. about different yes. kind of players, and like can play with the ball in his hands, can shoot, can pass, like can do all the things. He's he's not a, a good rebounder at all. Yeah, but beyond that. Like he does everything else that you'd want somebody to do. Yeah, but in Europe, rebounding doesn't really work. Like in the US, um, the space on the court is shrunk. Yeah. So as a guard, you play with um, more traditional lineups. It's it's not really conducive to say, hey, Mitch is a terrible rebounder. Yeah. It's more like, hey, he he playmaker in Europe waits for the ball and the big man who catches it and, and pass it. It's it's way more that mm. that kind of things. Um, I'm interested though. In what Mighty Iron says on the chat, Indiana not interested in the trade. Now, I'm not sure that Indiana uh, is actually looking for a trade there, but I wonder what Micic, 12, and maybe another first can get you. Um, yeah. I'm not sure that Detroit is a team that really wants to to make a trade like that, nor Indiana. Um, Orlando seems, again same ballpark um they, they are not interested but if one of these team is actually interested in a trade like that then i would actually think about it real hard yeah yeah i i have a hard time believing that they would want to yeah me too me too it's like it's maybe dropping from 7 to 12 for an additional first and a guy that you really like it's something that you do but getting at five sick, it seems like a reach. Yeah. To me, 10 is is really like no point, almost no point. Like one first and Midget to just, I don't know. It seems, it depends on the first. Yeah. 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 I am, I just, just color me skeptical. Yeah. You know, um, that they could do like that Mitchich is that valuable, you know, to a team even like Indy. And, and yeah. they say does he want to go to Indiana? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I don't know that that's a team where he's like, hey, get me to a better situation. It's like Indiana. Well no, like Indiana's gonna be it's not gonna be great next year. Yeah. They'll be middle of the pack at best. I mean to me it's can they get 
I just I think that we need to stop thinking about maybe up in the draft because there's not really a situation that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah, Washington, Pacers, Orlando, Detroit. No, like no, no. The only reason that I think about ten is that I, that's just a situation that makes sense where he could play next to Luca. Yeah, you know, play a big chunk of minutes. That makes some sense. But then I think we need to look down. Like mm-hmm. Lakers, Heat. He'd be a great for the Warriors. He'd be great for Jalen Williams in the chat says Sacramento. Yes. You know. Like and those. that is why to me you don't do those trades. Like, why? Those are teams where you're competing against next season. Like, yeah. why are you giving him a player? Like, if he fits in every team that you just mentioned like sacramento denver lakers mm-hmm. um that because he, he's um he's a player that fits everywhere on a winning team then why not okc like if he doesn't want to be in okc and the only uh reason why he's in okc is says okay i want a contract but i want to go there then yeah of course you, you try to do it anyway mm-hmm. yeah i i would be curious to see because I think you can get somebody, especially if you can get to like 17 or 18. I think there's mm-hmm. going to be a good player left on the board there that you can take. And you throw them in the mix. I know that it thundered on the roster spots. I just don't think that we should care about roster spots, frankly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Thunder did not care about roster spots last year as much as we did. And yeah. they found a way to, to move it. Now... I wonder if you, I mean, if Leonard Miller's there at 18 and Miami's like, hey, we would rather have Mitchich for the next few years to play with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. He'd probably be awesome there. He'd probably be amazing. And he gets to live in Miami. Yeah. He might be more willing to do something like that. So Detroit is basically 18 and Oladipo for Mitchich. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jen Samson on the chat is saying as much like getting a bad contract plus a peak in the teens. Uh, you could even you can even just say, hey, as a part of this deal, you could say, hey, we'll take back Duncan Robinson in 18. You give us, and we'll give you Mitchich in a sign and trade. Mm-hmm. And as a part of the deal, you unprotect your pick. And it also that helps you to be able to move more future, more future first. Yeah, it's not bad. And like a part of like unprotecting the pick is like you can you could parse it out like, hey, you're getting it's Mitchich for eighteen, and then it's taking on Robinson's contract for unprotecting the pick. Yeah, and so you get a player that helps you now. And you get yeah. cap flexibility, or I guess cap relief for them. Yeah, they will generate a trade exception or something like that. Oh, yeah, they generate a big trade exception. And, yeah, I mean, to me, something like that makes some sense, which probably means it would never happen. But yeah. that that would be great. And, and, again, similar to the way that I felt about Bertans, like you better believe that Duncan Robinson is helping the Thunder out next year as far as, like, a big floor spacer on the wing 
that yeah. comes in. He probably <clears throat> soaks up minutes that would have gone to guys like Aaron Wiggins and to guys like Lindy Waters. Yeah. And he comes in and he's just I I would just bet he's gonna be lights out <laughs> for Oklahoma City. So I mean I just think that something like that makes sense where you are taking on money in order to steer things favorably for yourself and then using an asset in Mitchich that maybe doesn't want to come to Oklahoma City and turning it into something that's more in favor for you. And maybe you make a pick at 18 or you don't. Maybe they take 18 and they flip it over to somebody else and say like, hey, Lakers, how about you pick at 17 and 18 and then you give us something down the road. Yeah. You know, or say that to the Warriors. Hey, Warriors, you need cheap contracts. Like, could you take on, you want to, you know, you do you want this? Give us something later. Yeah, like like they did with um, Denver. Yeah. So yeah. The, the thing is, like, the Thunder have so, and, and this is illustrated by everything we've been talking about. They can go in so many different directions this summer. They can add players right now that can help, like a Mitchich. They can kick assets down the road to get very valuable picks in the future that will help them when all these guys are in their prime. They they can take two guys in the draft. They can take three. They can take one. They can. There are almost limitless possibilities at the hands of the Thunder because they have cap flexibility. They have so many future picks. They're not afraid of acquiring more picks right now rather no. than you know, getting players or they can trade the picks that they have right now to go get a player. They really want. They have a ton of options, which I think makes yeah. the draft really exciting for them is that they can look at every situation and don't have to say, Hey, we've been back into a corner. We have to get somebody that can play right now. Like I think the Lakers no. have to get somebody that can play in this draft. I think the Warriors have to get somebody that can play, you know, the, the trailblazers, not only at three, but at 23, Boy, they better pick somebody that can play. If they really are going to keep Dame and try to move move this along, you can't bring in a project. So it's with the Thunder, there's no pressure. Like they could bring in another project. They could bring in two projects. They could do whatever they they can do whatever they want. Anything they think will help propel this team in the future, they can do it. And if they want to push buttons to win now, great. I don't anticipate that happening, but it's it's there on the table. Yeah, and to be clear, Mitch is not pushing a button. That is, a button doesn't cost anything. Like I think that when we think about pushing the button, it's actually saying, okay, let's put some chips in. Here, OKC is not putting any chip in. If Mitch wants to stay, to come say, okay, just give me a four-year straight. I will be, I'm happy to be here. I, I look forward like to, to play for this coach, which I really like. This organization is top class. I just want to give it a real try. Just give me the contract you want. Okay. I mean, this is not pushing any button at all. Like it's basically getting a, another Kenrich type of guy, uh, maybe not the same defender, uh, but surely a guy that has experience that can share a lot of experience on how to win really high-level basketball games. And if he wants to be that for OKC, hey, sign me up. Yeah, uh, it's if OKC suddenly goes in the into the Beal sweepstakes, which which is clearly didn't happen. Um, that is pushing a button. I don't expect 
them to push. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Mitchich, I could see a world where he plays for the Thunder next year. Yeah. Do I, do I predict it's going to happen? I don't because we've been down this road before. My, yeah. my guess, and just to have wasted 31 minutes and 35 seconds of your life, is that he is going to go back to Ephes on a bigger deal and be awesome in the EuroLeague again next year. Yeah. But talking about him is really fun. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the draft and uh, rumors and trades and all the madness that's happening this week. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it was time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back after that quick break. Uh, Michele, the draft is Thursday. Wow. It's very exciting. And to to celebrate the draft, we are having a draft party downtown at Fassler Hall. Be there at 6 o'clock. We are partnering with Lively Beer Works, and we're making these uh, just beautiful 
down to dunk glasses that you can get. They're very, very limited supply. So get there early if you want one of these. And then also we're selling shirts there. So Taylor's going to uh, set up a little shop and you can buy a down to dunk shirt. You could leave there with a down to dunk shirt and a glass and having made new friends that also love the thunder. So please go to Fastler Hall, six o'clock on Thursday night. It's going to be a blast. So be there. So currently the Thunder only own 12 and pick 50. And, you know, whether or not they keep pick 50, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a player that, that helps them there or not. Maybe they take Imani Bates. And, you know, just let him just light up the G League for his career. Uh, but at pick 12, let's just say they stay there. They stay at 12. They try to trade up. Nothing's there. Mitchich doesn't come over. It's just no, pick, it's a sad scenario. Just pick twelve. Yeah. Who do who do you like? Who would you give give me one player that you'd be really happy with and another one that you would not be so happy with? Um, I would be really happy with two guys. My boy, Kobe Bufkin. Yeah, Bufkin boys. Grady Dick. I think yeah. Both are actually picked that can be available for KC there. Um, probably three weeks ago, I would have said, okay, Bufkin is likely to be there because there is no way. Uh, probably now it's so-so, maybe flip-flop, I don't know. Um, I think that there are there are people who like Spufkin. Uh, I mean, he's skyrocketing draft boards and whatnot. So it's not a given that he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, either of those two will make me extremely happy. Um, not happy. Um, probably Leonard Miller. Uh, I, oh, you're I, I not miss- happy with Leonard Miller? No. No, not necessarily happy. I would be lukewarm. Uh I'm not convinced that he fits immediately. Um, I'm not convinced that he he is a player that will gel with what it is he has. He doesn't project to be a great shooter. So either someone really had like an amazing, like witness an amazing workout where he just hit, I don't know, 95 threes. Um, in a row or something like that um, where you can really trust his shot or I would not be super duper happy um, Rupert is another guy that's it uh, okay that, that feels very unlikely at this point but also that's only just because of the way that draft Twitter and mock drafts yeah. have repositioned him not necessarily something that I think is he in Grim Room or not I don't think so no yeah, that's, I would be so surprised if he was drafted yeah, me too. In the, even in the teens at this point. Yeah. Um, Koulibaly, would it be happy? No. Would it be destroyed by that? No. Um, I don't know enough, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I tried to watch. I tried to to get an idea in my head. To me, is he is a swing for sure. If, yeah. he, if he's able to shoot it at a high level with that, tools defensively with, with that um, size, then then yeah, he he can be a great pick um, going forward. But if he's not going to shoot it, then it's really hard. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I don't know if Buffkin's going to be there. I think there's a chance yeah. that he goes as high as eight yeah. to Washington. I think that's a pretty favorable situation for him. And if I were yeah. him, I'd be pushing myself to that situation because I think he'd play right away. He would get a lot of shots. Yeah, especially now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like his, Let's go. <laughs> hey, let me be let let me be your Teo Maladone, please. You know, and yeah, or Cole Anthony or whatever. I mean, the thing is, he would probably look awesome in that situation, just because he can do a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's awesome. I think I think he can play point guard uh, and be their man for a bad team. And um, I think that Sam mentioned that into your. Like with you, either it was on his podcast or on Sam and Jam about mm-hmm. rumblings um, of Washington really like him. So yeah. it's if this is mutual, hey, happy for him. Um, yeah. Definitely, I, I would pick him before a lot of guys that are mocked in the top ten right now. Mm-hmm. So I would be completely okay in drafting him at eight. Yeah, um, yeah. If he goes. That's the thing that's interesting. It's like with he and Koulibaly rising up boards, if he went eight and Koulibaly went 11, that mm-hmm. would mean one of Grady Dick, Anthony Black, Taylor Hendricks, Asar Thompson is probably yeah. there at 12. Yeah. Hendricks, would, I think that to me is unlikely to be there. Extremely unlikely. I, I would be very surprised if. He's would there. you be more surprised about him or Anthony Black being there? Ah, uh, probably him. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think that I would. Yeah, I would if Anthony Black him. doesn't go eighth. Yeah, there and he doesn't go ninth. Chance that he's there. He's probably there at twelve. Yeah. And again, we we don't know who picks at ten. Um, because to me, Kulibali makes sense at 11. Um, yeah. I think that Hendricks makes a ton of sense, both at 9 and 10. Uh, yeah. Maybe more at 10 if Dallas stays there. Um, and you, then, think, you feel confident Hendricks is playing right away on a team that is like pressured to win like the Mavericks? Um, he plays, yeah. He's... I think that he's the player that fits best with a guy like Luca. Is he might he projects like a better version of Kleba, yeah. a guy that shits better than Kleba, and he's probably a bit coarser, like more coarse def- defensively than 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 Kleba at the beginning. But he's a guy that you can absolutely can see playing with Luca and having success because he can just like pick and pop, move to the corner, block shots. I think he can play twenty minutes. Uh, for Dallas next year. Yeah. I I just would worry. And, and the Thunder, I think, would be fine drafting somebody like that where it's going to take... Um, it's going to take some time for him to kind of mesh into the NBA. I just think a big meshing into the NBA defensively is tough. It's, it's rare yeah. that they just make an impact right away. It's so, like, that's just why I would wonder about Dallas taking him because he's still like he's pretty young yeah but if you're at 10 you really prefer Anthony Black with Dallas I'm not saying I would 
Yeah, to me, Anthony it's, Black it's is like, younger than. Tim yeah, Curry. for sure. He 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 would fit. He would take a lot. Um, like alleviate a lot on defense. Um, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense as well. I think that with Luca being there, the best recipe to easy success is hey, surround that guy with shooting. But we also seen that having ball handlers with Luca is actually a good choice. Um, so maybe maybe they'd go that route and say, okay, we have Anthony Black, he doesn't shoot, who cares? We just play him uh, as a ball handler, initiate a lot of offense, and then allow him to, to be a screener for Luca. He will be good enough on the corners where, I mean, um, will be okay. That is also um, something that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. I just think the Mavericks are probably more likely to just trade out and get somebody yeah. that can help them right now, because they they have just they have just screwed this up so bad. They yep. have messed everything up so badly. Low key, one of the worst run organizations right now in the NBA, Dallas. It looks like Anthony Davis in New Orleans without the injuries, like yeah, failing, failing, failing to construct anything that is sustainable alongside one of your best players, one yeah. of the best players of, of his time. So and yeah. probably and a guy that has more value than AD did. They made the conference finals, yeah, and have screwed everything up. So I, I would yeah. expect them to use this pick to find talent that helps them now. Which will probably hurt them in the future and <laughs> help somebody else <laughs> in the future. Uh, just a complete disaster. Yeah, as far as like players linked to the Thunder, uh, it's vast. There are a lot of players linked to the Thunder right now. That and I, and I think that it's uh, it definitely puts people in a spot where I just again people just don't really know what the Thunder want to do and. Yeah which is not surprising. That's just the way that they do business. You know, I've heard Hawkins and Koulibaly and uh, I've heard Anthony Black. I've heard Leonard Miller. I've heard Bufkin. I've heard all of those names mentioned as guys that could be taken at 12 for OKC. Um, So it's, it's definitely up in the air which is it was always going to be. And truthfully, with this Mitchich thing, if he is here, then perhaps that's part of their decision-making. Is if we can actually get him to come over here, maybe we don't need to take another guard. Maybe we can take a yeah. swing at Bilal. Maybe we can draft Leonard Miller at 12 and develop him slowly. And bring yeah. him along, and we like his fit next to Chet with his versatility and his, you know, potential to be an elite rebounder and a guy that can grab the ball at the rim and push. And we think that his, you know, shooting is not great, but maybe we think we can improve it. You know, there's yeah. there's definitely different possibilities there. Um, players that I would not be particularly excited about. Like uh, Jalen Hood Scafino, who is oh yeah, no, those con- players are. I just removed them. Continues to rise up draft boards. Yeah. I mean, I see him at thirteen a lot. Yeah, just a little too Do close you see for Toronto comfort. being aggressive. That ten tenth pick, possibly, that, possibly. Yeah. That team has a lot to trade with yeah. with Dallas if they want if they care to do so. I yeah, mean, uh, it's too rich. 
um, like to draft Anunobi, to, to, to swap yeah. Anunobi for the 10th pick. I think that you need something else, but not too much. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know the value of, of Siakam around the league. Um, I'm not sure what if Dallas can do, needs to do a signing trade with um, Toronto for Fred Van Vliet. Um, maybe that is the, the deal. Well, well, you just go from 13 to 10, and the only thing that you can do is, the only thing that you have to do is, hey, we get some player back like Batons, and we agree to do a signing trade. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Toronto can really use that. If they feel that both Orlando and OKC are interested in Koulibaly and they are really into him, mm-hmm. that is a trade that can easily materialize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where are you at on Koulibaly? What do you, where, what would you feel on the inside if the Thunder I would just feel the unknown. Like it's it's similar to what well with Jeng, I actually feel ba- felt bad because I really wanted AJ. If if Dick is there, I would feel close to the same, uh, but I would understand more because it's, I, I I got used to like not drafting shooters because we we think we can get them fairly late or for nothing. Um, if he's like if Kid is not there, if uh, sorry Dick is not there, if Bafkin is not there, and you have a Sar Thompson or to me Sar Thompson and Kulibali have the same mm-hmm. kind of ceiling and issue and so it's not really different from sars a better passer sure sure Which but he also played in a league that we don't know how to parse um and 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 globally played like real yeah he played, yeah competitive tournaments against grown yeah. men and not against i mean it just felt like they were trying to make a video game you know yeah and it seems yeah, do way. you remember Slam Ball? Yeah. Was it a thing? Oh, like, yeah. It, oh, yeah. I think it's coming back. In fact. Really? Pretty sure. Do you know who Dan Peterson is? No. He is the first American coach came to Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brought over uh, Mike D'Antoni and Bob mm-hmm. McAdoo. Mm-hmm. He was that coach. He yeah. was basically Mike D'Antoni's um, first and most important coach in in Italy. He won everything. Kobe Bryant's uh, dad played with them or played for them? Uh, not the same team, okay. I would say. Okay. But I have to check it. It is possible that he played a season or so. Yeah. He was this... Uh, why, was, why was I talking about Dan Peterson? Don't know. Slam ball... Yeah, Slamball. Uh, he 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 was actually uh, the color commentator. Slamball, Azar Thompson, overtime yeah, elite is so, weird. Okay, all right, yeah, we're back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was weird, like really weird to hear him talking in this Italian American language with this thick accent about these guys who were just flying around. <laughs> it was clearly too old to do that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, overtime elite seems seems dead. Yeah, it does. And, you know, we did this exercise on Slam and Jam. If you haven't listened to it yet, you should go listen to it. Or really, you should just go watch it on YouTube, search the Athletic NBA show. But the same exercise that Alex and I did last Wednesday, we did with Vicini uh, for the Saturday show. And it was very interesting. And he had, we both had a SAR 
That's somebody that could be out of the league. Um, so I don't know. That's just a prediction, just a wild guesstimate. Maybe he's amazing. Maybe he's better than Anthony Black and all these other guys. Who knows? I, I am getting messages from people confirming that Mitchich is in Oklahoma City. So okay. take it for what it's worth. That so, is good to hear. So if he is, in fact, here, which I'm not sure why so many people would be trying to lead me astray. Um, but if that's true, then perhaps there is something real happening there. Because I don't think he's traveled here before. But it was not reported. Let's yeah. put it this way. Yeah, it was Nobody not re- wanted for, for that news to come out. Now someone wants... For that news to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There's a reason. There's always, whenever there's a, a leak like that, you have to ask yourself the question, why? Why? Yeah. What's the reason here? Sometimes it is just why like, and here's, who here's the especially. news. Yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting. Um, okay. What player would you be most confused about if the Thunder traded up for them? Um, this may sound very weird, but I would be very confused if they trade up for Grady Dick. Okay. I would be extremely confused. Like, like you're not drafting shooters and now you're actually paying to do that. That, that would be, I would be very excited and also very confused. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it actually does. Especially since he feels like somebody that could be there at 12, potentially. Yeah, um, also. But yeah, yeah, that would be an, an interesting one. I think Cam Whitmore would be the one I'd be most confused about. Yeah, I would be extremely confused about that as well. Just because yeah, super, super it doesn't quite fit. But also, I would be pumped and jacked as well. Really? Because if the Thunder believe that Cam Whitmore can play on this team, mm-hmm. they think he can be a star. And he can come in and get buckets and yeah. be the guy that finally teaches Giddy how to throw a lob because he's going up for these crazy alley-oops. Oh, Chet will do that just fine. Yeah, Chet just has more of like a catch radius just because he's so giant Yeah, compared to this 6'6 Whitmore who's just going to fly through the air. Yeah, I would be a little confused about him. Uh, let's see. I, I I wouldn't be conf- I mean, I guess I wouldn't be necessarily confused. I think that it would just mean that they were more willing to take play finishers, but I would still be a little confused about them coming away with Taylor Hendricks. Yeah. And not in the bad way at all. Not like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? It'd be like, whoa, okay, wow. They actually went for it. They went for a player yeah. that's going to shoot the basketball who's six nine six ten and can be a shot blocker and play you know switch around defensively i that's great but is not going to handle the ball is not going to grab the ball off the rim and push is not going to be somebody that plays more rhythmically but yeah that part sorry for interrupting yeah, you yeah, yeah. I, I i think that that part we we can say that we did not see that. I'm not sure we can say that those guys are not able to. I mean, I go back to 
um, Trey Murphy mm -hmm. and the fact that no, Trey Murphy cannot handle. Um, he's a guy that can't create for himself, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that everyone has the same career path, but it's possible that we're actually underselling some of Anderson's ability to, to create, mainly because he wasn't asked to do so. Now, he throws some wild passes, and he's not always, well, he's rarely on point with the pass. Um, but I would actually give him, like, a little bit of doubt. Um, say, okay, maybe he didn't show everything that, he's ha that he has in him. Mm -hmm. Same with Jairus, by the way. I mean, Jairus, I have no doubts he can do all that. Like Jairus, I would not be really confused about at all. No, I mentioned, I, I, I was referring to the lack of attacking the basket from a straight um, line drive and like yeah. rely on floaters and stuff like that. Sure. We, we saw that. We don't know if this is everything that he can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see Jairus working with what the Thunder want to do and working yeah. in, in a way that they want. But yeah, there's, I'm not sure that there's really a player that I would just be like super unhappy that's like in the top nine. Then mm -hmm. I would just be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they drafted that guy. You know, I think, like, obviously, like, the top three, everyone is very interested in. But then, like, if it was one of the Thompson twins, if it was Whitmore, if it was Jarris or Hendricks or Anthony Black, I'd feel good about any of those guys. I just think all those guys can play. And somebody in that group is not going to be able to play. They're not yeah. going to be able to make it. But yeah, to be honest with you, I would be extremely scared about Anthony Black. I know, I know, I know, but I would be extremely scared. It's a, it is probably outside of the Thompson twins, the riskiest proposition. Yeah. In that yeah. there's not an immediate plug and play fit with Shea, Giddy, Dort, J Dub, Chet. It's defensively, yes, it works right away. Oh, it works. Yes, Offensively, it is. It's gonna. Every, he's gonna have to really move. He's gonna have to really move in order for yeah. it to work. And if he does, if he cuts a lot and he's setting screens, and then yeah, it'll work. But if he's parked in the corner, then it's like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. You know. So it's yeah. the, there is certainly risk involved and i'm i'm one that would be willing to take that risk just because i believe in the talent that exists there with him yeah and then i think mark and his team would do a really good job with him and also it's just he's from arkansas and he's got great hair yeah um do you buy well of course you we are both buying probably on, on what sam vicini says um about any prospects but i was like very curious about this what he said about um, Case and Wallace. Well, defensive defensive players that are short, they are not. They don't necessarily project as long term NBA players. I said okay, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, is it true for the lottery though? In general, yes, okay, but like Davion Mitchell. He played extremely well in the playoffs. Yeah. Is he, and he's way shorter than Casey Way shorter. Wallace. 
but the also shot, I think projects the same. Yeah, but he also is probably with where do they get him at nine? Where did they get yeah. him? Nine. Is that necessarily the kind of player that you want to get for pick nine? No, but no, no. Yeah. Um, is he um, a role player though? I think that six one is tough. You can be like you can be a starter at six four. At six one, you have to be very very good, you which, be great. which he clearly yeah. is not. Yeah, at six four. I mean, Ludo is taller than Lou Dort. Yeah, and I and I think just the fact that he was on Kentucky makes him more interesting to me. <laughs> Yeah. Than some guy that was on Baylor for multiple years. You know, he's a one and done. He's young. He's 19. There's a lot of things yeah. to like about him, certainly. Yeah, he's, it's it's not that I'm I'm saying that Vicini's wrong. Um he's, he's not. Pretty, yeah, yeah. He's pretty well rounded. Yeah. But but like six four is not being small. Yeah. Like, yes, you can't guard a Paul George type of guy handily or comfortably, that is true. But in a lot of teams, you need a six four, six five ish guard that can really defend. Mm-hmm. Um that would be perfectly fine with a guy with a guy like Hazen. Um, I would too. I think I think we are not discussing him enough. Um but he is someone that you can play 15 to 20 a night. Um you can develop him slowly. Uh, you can allow him to go in the G League for like a month or two to just like be the man there um, if you need him to to develop him that way. Um, and he can play immediately. He can be a plug-and-play player from day one who doesn't necessarily need the ball in his hand. Uh, and in a sense, and it's just a guy who can just easily fit and easily see working with OKC. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. I think he could play right away. I think he fits with this team. Um, yeah, I, I I would have no issues whatsoever if he was the uh, the pick for OKC at twelve. I'd be a little surprised just because he's a little bit. He kind of does the same things that Dort does with higher upside as a um, as a playmaker. Yeah, but. I don't know. Would that be the yeah. worst thing in the world to duplicate? Exactly. Like a better shooting, better playmaking Lou Dort. Isn't it exactly what you want? I mean, if Dort comes off, Dort goes to the bench, you bring in Kaysen and whoever it is, you're playing Atlanta on a random Tuesday. And it's like, hey, all night, it's going to be Dort or Kaysen. Yeah. Hey, if, if, Kaysen is a shooter, then you can play both. Yeah. For stretches. Like, is that bad? No. 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 Yeah. I like the idea of him for sure. I think that he I think that he works in the league. And like, does he is he also an insurance for what if you if you lose Dort or if you want to move on, or if you like Lose. Say that Kazan is great and Lou starts to be like, okay, I'm better than 15, 18 minutes a night and eight shots. I want to do more. And Kazan is just awesome. Is it terrible? 
No. No. It's not terrible. But some but somehow I, I feel that yeah, but you know, that's that seems like too easy. It's almost cheating. Like I want to do something a little bit more a bit more juice with a little bit more of uncertainty. Isn't that right? I'd rather have Buffkin. Yeah, of course. No, I'm I'm saying both here. Um, but again, by the day, uh, I see that as uh, more of a pipe dream then. Yeah. Which, yeah, kind of like too. Buffkin is definitely our victory in terms of draft coverage. Yeah, I think so. I think that's our biggest win in a long time. Our biggest win since Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were both so in on Donovan that. Mitchell at 20. So, yeah. The first time we saw him, we said, yeah, maybe he's a little bit too rich uh, at 12. And then when measurements like went through, we said, oh, there's no way. There's just no way he's there. Like, it's okay. Done. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, he's just so clearly better than all of these like Keontae, George, Nick Smith, Sensabaugh, yeah. all that whole group. Whenever I watch, when we were watching those guys, I was just thinking, man, this draft kind of sucks. Yeah, because those you see guys a guy that finishes like seventy-one percent. That yes, that is still the rim. Yeah, insane. And yeah. if you look at the clips, those are not. Hey, he's hitting point blank layups. No, it's it's like changing the pace of the second step in order to fool the defender and making jump earlier so that he can finish or just extending the second just to finish without um like changing direction stuff like that we're saying oh he's really getting there with the defender and it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. i would yeah it's um too bad mm -hmm. that everyone recognizes that and then he's like super duper great what about Derek Lively the second? Um, I would be not shocked, but really puzzled by the fact that Presti spent an entire press conference basically saying that the best version of the Thunder was a version without a center, and now he, he knows that OKC will have Chet, that somehow Jang is 6'7", According to sources, uh, and and you draft lively. Sure, that is a great way. This is very like looking light years ahead because if on exit interview you know that you want lively and you just like pretend that you are going to like to say okay we're great going small and then you draft that guy as next level stuff. Yeah. But uh, by the way, that's why, why I would be surprised. Rumor? I think it's okay to say you'd be surprised. I would be surprised if they took Derek Lively. I'd be surprised if they took a center. Okay. What about this rumor about Jang being taller? It's not, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a joke. Okay. It's like a reference to um, the Rockets people saying Atari Eason was saying that um, Shangun was seven feet now. Oh, I see. I missed that. I said, okay, this sounds like written in a weird way. Yeah. But it's I'm not getting it. It's a hilarious tweet. And it's a down to dunk listener. Gosh, who was it that tweeted it? I can't remember. I don't remember. But people are taking it as news when he was just trying to like make a joke. Uh, that was a great joke then. And so it's, it's like definitely some it. high level. Um, okay. Warner, the Warner West. 
he's uh been i mean we've we've met multiple times he's been to multiple down to dunk events uh so the Warner West has everybody <laughs> i mean yeah he's got like it's two hundred and twenty thousand views on this one tweet <laughs> yeah and it's um it's trolling the the Rockets fans is what it's all about. So even there are some people that were Thunder reporters that are in there like, you know what? I saw him yesterday and whatever. Yeah, he looks taller. Yeah. I said, okay, it doesn't seem the case, uh, but <laughs> let, me, let me ask Andrew to be sure. I didn't know that. I didn't get the joke either. I didn't comment on it on Twitter just for the fact that I didn't even, I didn't know what they were talking about. But yeah, uh, turns out he's just trolling Rockets fans. If he was, I mean, even if he was, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he came into camp at seven feet just because he was 18 and 6'10". Yeah, I mean, it seems plausible that he's, well, not 7'5". That that was actually uh, That would be much, crazy. That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be like next level craziness. Um, but like to, to grow a little bit, yeah. And if he's seven feet tall for a year, like, wow, that is, I mean... I think that we are very quickly pivoting from Jang um, because we didn't see anything from him. There were moments where it was actually good on the court, yeah. like actually producing and defending. Then he completely lost his rhythm, and OKC was totally in a different mold when he came back. Now, I'm interesting. I'm interested. Tonight, I'm just like... You're also interesting. Girl. But and um, also interested. That's okay. Yeah, um, it is interesting uh, yeah. for me to see how Jang comes back next season. Yeah, from uh, a physical yeah. standpoint and from like technical standpoint. He's basically been in Oklahoma City the entire off season so far, just working out. So yeah, he wants to get better. He's spending his summer trying to get better. Um, it's an important off season for him certainly to to make a leap and to be able to play consistently and if you ask people at the thunder and we did multiple times about him throughout the season they'll always point to that game that he played against Atlanta where he was really getting into yeah. a groove and then he broke his wrist and then it's got him off track so if he can stay healthy a full season and play somewhere around that level then you're feeling really good about the trade if he needs to spend a ton of time with the blue, still TBD, you know? Yeah. But also, like, even if Poku was great last season, in spot, well, good in spots, like, the fact that he spent, like, two and a half seasons in the GD, that actually told us something. Mm-hmm. Like, the seating is just different. You don't, like, all of famers rarely play two seasons where, like, mm-hmm. they are just bad, straight mm-hmm. up bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, okay. We're going to have more content coming at you guys this week with the draft just around the corner. Uh, I'll have content from Brooklyn for you guys, which is very exciting. So tune in for that. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.